Bavakama, Perkhes, Mishnah Vav, 8, 6. And the Mishnah says various you know, fixed amounts, fixed payments that are um, imposed by the Bezin for certain acts. So it says, Hatokea lechavero. If one punches his friend, that's Spartan Rosh Rosh learns it's um, that he either like screams in his ear or boxes in his ears. No sin lo sela. The payment is a sela. That's, you know, called four dinar. So a coin, the biggest of the coins. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rabbi Yosiglili, Mane. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it's a Mane. Mane is a hundred dinar. Um, so a much bigger payment. Now, um, the Rishonim are, are um, bothered by the fact there's such a wide discrepancy here, such a, such an incredibly different uh, range um, of at least 25 times. And actually, it's a little more complicated because there are two kinds of monies, like depending on how much silver content it is, there's called the money of the Medina and the money of, of Tsur, a Tyrian high-quality silver. And um, the Gemara suggests that Rebut is holding of, it's the more higher-quality one, which actually the numbers are not, then it's actually um, 200 times more, Rebut is saying 200 times more than in value. In Tanakama, be it as it may, um, the halacha is like Rebut Yehuda, so that means that it's it's this mana, this this uh, hundred Zuz payment, hundred dinar payment, um, and uh, the Raman Paschal that's it's uh, Medina regular regular money. Okay, so that's a substantial payment. Um, Shacharach brings this down. Um, there is a machlokus if we're talking about this is the total payment. In other words, you punch someone or box in their ears or scream in their ears, you pay this um, this hundred this mana this hundred dinar payment, and that's just for the boshes, or that includes all five of the payments. Um, the Shulchan Aruch, Machaber, suggests that's for all five, but the Ramah goes like those who hold that it's just for the Boshas component, and there are actually four more to go besides that. Beyond that, says the Mishnah, Sitaro, if one slaps another person, no Salo Masayim Zos, then the payment is not 100 mana, but 200 Zos, so twice as much. Masayim Zos, just to give you a benchmark, that's how much a Ksuba is, that's like kind of um, you know, life expenses for a year. If one slaps someone with the back of his hand, so then no snow arba zoz, then the payment is 400 zoz, which is again double the 200 zoz amount, and that seems 400 zoz seems to be sort of like the a maximum payment. It's sort of capped to that, no matter how nasty the uh, the insult or embarrassment is. And we have other examples like that. If tsaram ba'ozno, if one yanks someone else's ear, or some other person say splits his ear, or talash basaro rips his hair, pulls his hair, Rakak vigiabo ruko, one spits at another person and the spit lands on his skin. Um, if the spit would just land on a person's clothing or on the floor, then we're in a different kind of category, not, not of, of hachovel, of, of uh, harming directly, but rather um, like uh, damaging with words. And there's a little application a little different for that. Also severe, but different, and the five payments don't apply. Hevir taliso mimeno, if one um, strips another of his talis, meaning his outer layer of clothing. Like you know, his like his jacket or something like that. Uh, all the more so if it was you know under an, a lower layer which would expose the skin. But again, you see, it's all the more so. It's still this this uh, um, forged zuz capped max payment. Or para rosha isha if one uncovers uh, the head of a woman bashuk in in the marketplace, meaning in public. So again, she's humiliated. In all those cases, no sin arba meos zuz says the mission here. There's a four hundred zuz payment, like a flat amount. Um, that's sort of a maximal penalty for someone who's done something very humiliating to another person. Zeaklal hakol says the Tanakama, this principle is 
that everything depends on the person who was embarrassed. And a more, these numbers that are maxing out of 400, which is a very high number, assumes that the person who was, in, is, who was insulted or uh, embarrassed was very, very mukhubad, um, you know, a person of high stature, therefore they endured great, uh, severe embarrassment, humiliation. Now, uh, it's just worth noting for a second, um, some of these things nowadays, I think people are not so sensitive to their covered. Certainly if someone pulled off your talus, I mean, that's such a humiliating event. So in our world, probably not. Uh, but you see that it was um, in years past. There's a, the Ramah Paskans, for example, Lahalacha, if a person is in shul and he finds out that his talus um, has tzitzis, which are puzzles. So he's wearing, he's doing an, an iser deraisa of wearing a four-corner garment without the tzitzis on it. But he's doing it shevaltas. He's not doing actively doing something. He's just sitting sort of passively wearing that garment. So even though that's a big no-no, um, he's allowed to leave it on in the shul so he shouldn't be embarrassed to take it off in public. Um, so you see here, you see there from that Ramah, um, that people, you know, took their talus wearing, etc., very, very seriously. It was extremely humiliating to have it not on in public, etc. So uh, we're going for that assumption. In any case, Tanakama holds that it just all depends on the person, and these are sort of the upper limits. Amrabi Kiva says, No, Afilo Anim Shebi Yisrael, every Jew, even the poorest Jew of, of lowest stature, social, socioeconomic stature, Rowan Osam, we perceive them in halacha with respect to these halachas as if um, they are really aristocracy. They just simply, you know, they've, they were aristocracy who have now lost their, you know, lost their assets, but they really are of maximal cover. There's no differentiation between um, a richer and poorer Jew. Because the Jews are all aristocracy as much as they're all direct descendants of the great um, patriarchs, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. And therefore, uh, we can't just differentiate, you know, saying some are more prone to humiliation than others. Everyone's different. And all Jews are worthy of, you know, maximal cover. Umasa, this actually happened, a story happened which indicated this kind of this approach that Rabbi Kiva had. So once happened, there was a guy who uncovered a woman's hair in public, like pulled off her shaitl or her mitpacha, whatever the story is, I'm sure it's a mitpacha, not a shaitl. They pulled off, you know, her scarf, headscarf, in the public place, and she was humiliated. Ba'as of Rabbi Akiva, and the Din Torah came before Rabbi Akiva, v'chivo liten la arba zuz. And Rabbi Akiva said, you have to pay the full 400 zuz to this woman for humiliating her in public. Amarlo, and now the perpetrator who embarrassed this woman, he said to Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Tenlizman, I just need a little time, please, to make this payment. Venasan Lozman. And indeed, Rabbi Kiva granted him um, some time before making this 400 zuz payment. Now, but just so you should know, normally the rule is that one is not, uh, we don't give time. Once the Bezdin says someone owes money, they have to pay it immediately. And if they say they haven't got the money now, the Bezdin actually confiscates and sell their property to get the money that's required to make this payment, um, whatever the payment is. Um, an exception that rules where there's no um, financial loss or expense that was incurred by the victim. Um, it's just sort of a kanasa penalty. So then we'll give the uh, the perpetrator enough time to, to uh, you know, get money in order rather than f- confiscating and forcing a sale of his stuff. So that's what happened here. This woman was humiliated in public by having her hair uncovered, but she didn't lose any money or spend any money. And therefore, the Bezin is within its rights to grant time to the perpetrator, the you know, the the person who was found you know guilty of, you know, getting getting the money together. So that's what happened here. Now Shamra, so he now wanted to entrap her. So he waited 
Omedes al Pesach Chatzera. For a time, she was she was waiting. She was outstanding at the entrance to her courtyard. Veshavar esakad befaneha. He had like a jug of oil, and it, 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 he smashed it in front of her. Uvo keiser shemen. There was a you know a few pennies worth of oil inside this jug. And now this woman, Gils S. Rosha, so she, she voluntarily uncovered her hair. She took her scarf off. So she kind of like scooped up the oil off the ground and was like putting it on her, on her head. You could think of it kind of like, you know, like, um, you know, like moisturizer for the hands or something. She was putting this on her scalp because uh, she couldn't, I guess she was poor and couldn't afford um, oil. So she was grabbing this oil that had spilled. And the point is that she voluntarily uncovered her hair in public, the same woman who was being awarded 400 uh, zuz for being humiliated in public. And since our guy, the bad guy here, he was entrapping her, he had positioned two witnesses to be able to go back to Bezin to report to Rabbi Kiva uh, about what happened. So they all came before Rabbi Kiva once again. Amar Lo and the, the perpetrator, the one who was found guilty before, says to Rabbi Kiva, Rebbe, lozu aninosin arba meozuz? You mean to tell me I need to give this woman who voluntarily uncovers her hair for a few pennies worth of oil, I need to pay now 400 zuz, which is like, I don't know what, you know, like $100,000, like a huge amount of money to support for two years because um, of her humiliation. It just makes no sense at all. Amr lo, so Rebbe Kiva said back to him, lo amarta klum. He said, you have not proven anything. You have said nothing by the story. Because look, Rebbe says, Rebbe Kiva, hachovu ba'atzmo. If one injures himself, you know, so then afopisha eno rasha, you're not allowed to do that. You can't, you're totally forbidden from, you know, I don't know what, uh, you know, self-mutilation, you can't hurt yourself in any way. But patur, if one does that, there's no, you know, between him and Hashem, there might be a crime here, because your body's not your own. It's, it's a hate, in fact. Uh, it's learned out from the fact that Nazir is considered to have um, done a hate and brings a chatas for restricting himself from drinking wine, all the more so a person actually hurts himself on purpose, um, you're not allowed to do that. But if you do it yourself, there's no obligation further than that. But a cherem shechablubo, the very same guy who's self-harming, if someone else harms that person, chayavin, that person has to pay the full five payments. We don't care. You're not allowed to do that. So therefore, he makes pays in full. And so the thought is, similarly, even this woman chooses to embarrass herself, it's not allowed. She shouldn't do that. She should have her dignity. But the point is, if someone else imposes that on her, then they have to pay. And in case you'll say, well, that's only because there's like physical pain involved. Um, but, says Rabbi Kiva, similarly, if a person has in his backyard, he has some fruit trees growing and he chops them down. Now, chopping a fruit tree actually is also an isser from the Torah. That's baltashkas, that's wasting, that's the primary case of destroying fruit trees. It's forbidden by the Torah. You can carry with the penalty of, you know, lashes if there are witnesses and warning and so on. But, so it says Rabbi Kiva, you're not allowed to chop down your fruit trees, but if you do, assuming no one's there to sort of warn you otherwise, patur. So that's it. That's the end of it. You chop down your fruit trees, and, and you know, you can do that if you want to. Um, it's against the Torah, but the point is there's no further consequences necessarily. If someone else goes and chops down this guy's trees, besides the fact that they did the Avera of Baal and they also have to make financial compensation to the victim because he had fruit trees growing in his backyard, and now they're, they're cut down. So the point is, it doesn't matter if you yourself do it to yourself, would be exempt. If someone else does it to you, they are liable. And that's true also for humiliation, which Rabbi Kiva you know, sees as being something that's sort of objective. The dignity of a Jew is objective. If a person wants to forfeit his, his dignity, that's it. Maybe, maybe he, he could do that without having to... He could do that. Um, 
even though it's not the proper thing to do, but if someone else opposes it upon him, or in this case, this man opposes it upon this woman by uncovering her hair, so the man's a bad guy, and he pays this woman, says Rebekiva, in full, like any other Jewish woman who was humiliated in public.